Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, this is Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. I want to talk to you today about the word believe. Yes, believe in your heart that God is God and that He can help you through your current situation and that He can change your life. He can make you a new creature in Christ. So many people are asking deep questions right now, and they're wondering, Can God really help me? Well, I'm here to tell you, yes, he can. So today you may be facing a serious situation in your life, something you can't control, something you can't figure out, something you can't work on on your own. You've tried, but it just won't come to pass. It's a big problem. It's big trouble in your life, and it's bigger than anything you've ever faced. Well, I've got great news for you. You've come to the right place because God is the answer. You can trust God in the midst of this great difficulty, this great suffering, because He will see you through. He has all the answers you need. Well, amen and amen. Before we get started, I want to thank you for coming to Encouraging Moments podcast. We really try to encourage and inspire you. You can actually go to encouragingmoments.com and sign up for our daily newsletter, and you can watch and listen to all of our information for free. Encouragingmoments.com, that's the place, and those are free resources just for you because we love you in the Lord and care about you. Well, let's get into this today. I want you to go to Mark chapter 5, and let me read in verse 21. We're going to start there. And it's a story about two people who had no way out, but they needed the Lord to help them. Well, let me pray before we get started. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray for those who are listening in our audience. They may find themselves in a very big hurt. They may have fallen or they had an accident. Maybe they're sick. Maybe they have a big financial problem. Maybe, Lord, they have a relationship problem. Maybe their life isn't going the right way. But, Lord, we know that you're the answer. The Bible tells us that this is true. And your holy word, your holy scriptures, open those up to us today, Lord. Your presence, let your presence fall during this podcast and touch those who are listening. Anything that comes out of my lips or out of my heart, let it be edifying and glorifying to you, Lord. And let it be inspirational and encouraging to this audience that we love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, if you'll turn with me to... Mark chapter 5, and I'm going to start reading right now in Mark chapter 5, verse 21. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is crying and dying. Please come and put your hands on her so she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed him. A woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet she was still getting worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out of him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding 
against you, his disciples answered. And yet you asked, who touched me? See, this is a very important part. Verse 31, there were hundreds of people trying to touch him and they were touching him. But yet one woman, because she believed, he felt that touch and her belief pulled the power out of Jesus at this point. And we'll explain this more. But you have to know that it's impossible to please God without faith. And that's one of our key verses today. It's in Hebrews 11.6. And without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. So this is a very important part. Remember, we're talking about believe today. So let's finish this story. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet with trembling and fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher any more? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid. Just believe. There you go again. That's that word again, believe. Now, verse 37, he did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, John, and the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they all laughed at him because they knew the girl was dead. But Jesus was not trying to allow them to know that he was about to raise her from the dead. He didn't want anybody to know it. We'll see what's going on here. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. At this, they were completely astonished. The mom and the dad and the disciples, they were completely astonished. This girl was dead, and yet Jesus raised her. And you know, in John 11, he raised Lazarus from the dead. And of course, Jesus himself arose from the dead. Those are three places. Um, and then in verse 43, he gave strict orders not to tell anyone or let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. What an incredible story this is about two people that were in a dire situation. First thing I want to tell you is that Jairus had great faith in God. Remember what he did. Remember in verse 22, then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet because he believed. Oh, man, he pleaded with Jesus immediately, earnestly. He pleaded with him on his knees. My little girl, my daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her. He didn't say, come and do whatever you can. He said, put your hands on her so that she will live. He had great faith. So you have to have great faith. Now, sometimes that puts a guilt trip on people because they think, well, I don't have great faith. And yes, you do have great faith. Jesus said in another part of the Gospels, he said, you only have to have faith of a mustard seed. You can find that in Matthew 17, 20. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. 
See, a mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds that Christ had created in Genesis. In the beginning of Genesis, when all the seeds were created, the mustard seed is one of the smallest. But yet, it grows a bush tree that can be 30 feet tall. And so this little small seed in your hand, that's all that Jesus said. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed. Now, these people threw themselves at Jesus And they had great faith. And the woman had great faith, too, by the way. She thought in her mind and heart, if I can just touch his cloak, if I can just touch his garment, I will be healed. She didn't say, if the wind is right, if the the timing's right, if the sun is right, if the weather is right, or if I'm right. I mean, all these things. She didn't go through that. She put total trust and believe in Jesus And she said, whatever he decides, I believe in him, and I believe that if I touch him, I'm going to be healed. And she was healed immediately, you see. And so that brings me to my next point. No matter what the outcome, have faith in God. Many years I have prayed and truly believed that God could do it because he can. He tells us in his word, nothing is impossible for God, Genesis 18. So I'm just saying to you, we can go to God believing and understanding he's the creator of the world, and he has the answers for us because we are his children, and he loves us so much. We can go to him with confidence, knowing his ability, knowing he created all these things and he created us, and he can heal a person just like that, and he can decide his own sovereign will. But see, the Lord loves us so much, but he also loves great faith. He loves when we believe in him, when we trust him, when we have relationship with him. So it's very important that when you go to God, no matter what he answers, however he answers, you just put your total trust and faith in him. And and listen, sometimes prayer, you'll get answered, yes, maybe God will say yes to your prayer. Maybe he'll say no. Sometimes he says maybe, and sometimes he says later, and sometimes he says never. I'll never give that because it's not good for you. But the point I'm trying to make is our Father in heaven knows what's best for us, and we can be calm, and we can be cool and collective, and we don't have to worry at all because we are in his hands because we are his children. And what a great lesson this is because so many people don't know as Christian, if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, you are one of his sons or daughters. So I'm telling you that he loves you and he will take care of you and he will help you. Number three, belief in God ignites the action of God. When Jairus The synagogue leader said to Jesus, hey, my daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. He didn't say if you could or maybe if you can. He said, please come to my daughter. I trust you. I know you can do it. I believe in you. I know you have the power to do it. You are God Almighty. Come and do it. Jesus was asked to come because of great faith in this man. And so Jesus went with him. Belief in God ignites the action of God. It ignites a fire. It starts something. You know, even in life, if you have a match and you strike it, that little spark can start a fire. Well, I know and understand the Bible. And listen, when you go before God and you take your whole life to Him and you surrender it all to Him, and especially things that are really tough, you can trust Him 
to get you to the other side or get you through the situation or answer your prayer right away. Sometimes it takes weeks, sometimes it takes months, sometimes it takes years. But believe me, friend, God knows what's best for us. And when we go to Him in great belief, believing in Him and having faith in Him and trusting Him, it ignites him into action. So what Jairus did, he he said, Lord, please come to my house and heal my daughter. And he believed with his whole heart that he could do it. So Jesus went with him. That's what the Bible says in verse 24. That's a very important part of this lesson. Take all your burdens to Christ and trust him for he is God and he will help you. And the other point I've got is don't listen to the unbelief of the crowd. Don't be afraid. Don't be worried all the time. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? They said, why bother Jesus anymore because your daughter is dead? They had no belief in him at all. They didn't have any belief in Jesus. But Jesus said to Jairus, overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. This is such a powerful lesson. He didn't say to try to figure out. He didn't say to work at it. He didn't try to say. He said, just believe. So they were on their way to see this little girl. Jesus was on his way to heal this little girl and to bring her back to life. That's when the woman of blood, that's when she comes into the picture and touches Jesus. And she had great, such great faith, as small as a mustard seed maybe, but it was great faith. And she said, if I can just touch his cloak. I will be healed. And of course, this action that she took, this belief in Jesus, it created another action. That's what I'm trying to say to you. It ignited an action and a response from Jesus. And guess what happened? Jesus healed her of the blood issue. So what's your problem today that you need handled? What is it that's bothering you? What are you so worried about? Bring it to the Lord. Listen to me. Take it to the Lord and he will help you in your time of need, and he will take care of it for you. God gives them both his touch of healing, of mercy, of answered prayer because of their belief. And I can tell you right now that immediately after believing and immediately after getting in touch with God, that ignited the prayer to be an answered prayer. When you believe in God, astonishing things can happen. What things? Well, we're just talking about two things that are in the Holy Scriptures, and they're true. See, Jesus went to his hometown during his ministry, and he didn't do many miracles because of the unbelief. If you're walking around as a Christian and you do not believe that Jesus can handle all these things for you, then I can tell you, because of your unbelief, you are not going to get the answers that you need in your prayer life unless you believe. It's so easy to understand. You know, the Word of God does not lie. And so it's very important that you understand these scriptures that I'm telling you today. If you want answered prayer, you have to go to God in faith, believing that he can do all things. And once you do, astonishing things will happen. As soon as he said, little girl, stand up, raise up, she stood up. They saw her and they knew she was dead, yet Jesus Christ raised her from the dead. How did he do that? 
because he is God himself. He's part of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. You know, the Bible does not lie. It has no mistakes in it. And so many places in the New Testament and the Old Testament, it says that Jesus is God. God. Amen and amen. You know, he walked on water. He fed the 5,000 with two fish and five loaves. He raised all these people from the dead. He healed the blind. He healed the leper. I mean, I'm telling you, all these wonderful things that he did because he was man, but yet he was God in man. He came to earth out of heaven so that he could teach us and die on the cross for our sins, for my sins and your sins, and give us eternal life. And on the third day, he arose again from the dead. On the third day, Jesus arose again, showing that he was God. There is no other person on earth that has ever claimed to raise himself from the dead. There is no other religion. So I want you to know that we serve the one true living God, and he is the answer to all of our problems. When you believe in God, astonishing things happen. What astonishing things? Well, the girl who had spent all of her money on her blood issue, one touch from Jesus, and she was healed. The daughter had no hope. There was no doctor that could save her. No seance could save her. No magical spell could save her. But Jesus came because he's the Son of God. And he touched her, and she was healed, and she was raised from the dead. That's the astonishing thing. Amen and amen. We serve a living God. And then my last thing I want to tell you today is so many things happen as a result of believing in Jesus Christ. I want to tell you this. You know, I didn't always live my life completely for the Lord. When I was in my early 20s, I loved the Lord, but I had one foot in the world, and I had one foot in God. You see what I'm saying? And I I was a Christian. I was going to church. I was trying to do the right thing, but I was caught up in my career and all the things that money can buy and stuff like that. And so when I rededicated my life in 1983, everything changed and got better. I was no longer in charge of my life. I gave the steering wheel of my life up to the Lord Jesus Christ, and it has been an amazing ride, an amazing thing that he's done with me and for me. You know, you're part of my answer and my story. I had asked God that I could minister to people just like you that are answering the call and coming to EncouragingMoments.com and coming to our podcast. You are part of my life. And I love you very much. But because I love you in the Lord, I want to give you God's best. I don't want to lie to you in any way. My intent is to always to tell you the truth. And when I turned over my life, this is so many great things have happened to me. And that's what I want for you. Jesus said in John 10.10, I have come to give them life and give it more abundantly. When you believe in God, these are some of the great results you're going to get. You're going to get joy. You're going to have much thankfulness. You're going to have forgiveness. You're going to have mercy. You're going to have restoration. You're going to have freedom and more, many, many more things than that. You're going to have the most wonderful life. And listen, I've had great trials in my life, but guess who's walked with me the whole time? Jesus Christ. God has held me up through every trial, every hurt, every suffering, In anybody that's a minister, a Christian minister, and he says you're not going to have trials, 
That is not the truth of God at all. I know that you're going to have trials. I have trials. This is the world. But what a great honor it is to serve a living God that absolutely carries me through the day and through the trials and through all the hurts and through all the victories and wonderful things. And he'll do that for you, too. You see, God's intent for us is to heal us up, to make us whole, to make us a new creature in Christ, to be more like him every day, to love our neighbor more than, than we love ourselves, and really to love him more than anyone. You know, I love the commandment that Jesus gave. He said, my first commandment is that you love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, and all your strength. And then the second commandment, Jesus said, was to love your neighbor as yourself. As God lavishes his love on your heart and in your heart and and gives you so many wonderful answered prayers and all the things that you need in your life, you need to share that with the world. I'm trying to say to you today, if you believe in God, If you will give your complete life to the Lord, He is going to do astonishing things in your life you cannot even believe. That's what He's done for my life, and that's what He's done for millions and billions of people across this earth for so long. You have victory in the Lord, victory in Jesus. He is the true Son of God. There is no other way to heaven, and there is no other way to this abundant life that I keep telling you on this program about. If you will relinquish your will and surrender everything to Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that he is the Son of God, that he was crucified for you to cover your sin, to forgive you of your sin, and that on the third day after he was dead and in the tomb, he rose again from the dead. If you believe that in your heart and confess it with your mouth, you're saved and you become this new creature in Christ. And when you give your total will, your total life to him, the result is an amazing, astonishing life with victory in the Lord. Amen and amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed this today as much as I do. Before I leave, I want to go over Matthew 17, 20. One more time for you. Write this down on a piece of paper so you can memorize Matthew 17, 20. It says, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. See, nothing is impossible when you have Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life. Amen and amen. Well, I love you so much. I want to pray over you, and I'm just asking for God to give you great favor today and in this week, and it's going to be a great week, I know, for you. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for our audience today, Father. I thank you for their lives. I thank you that they turn to you at this time and believe in you and believe your word and believe in your presence and your strength and your power and your might. And Lord, do wonderful things through answered prayer through their life so that it will strengthen their faith, Father. Give them favor wherever they go and they're coming in and they're going out. Protect them, give them peace, give them love and joy in their heart and give them a thankful heart for all that you have done. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I love you in the Lord, and I'm so thankful for you. Well, until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.